Not Just Football with Cam Hayward is presented for the people by Caesar Sportsbook. You bet, you get with Caesar's Rewards. Must be 21 or older. Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of Not Just Football with Cam Hayward. You know me, you know Hayden, and you know the score over our last game. Um, and it wasn't a pretty sight. Um, not going to sugarcoat it. Um, you know, the Bills game was uh, pretty disappointing. But, uh, you know, we get a chance to talk about it. And I know Hayden's been dying to talk about it. So, shoot. Dying, I wouldn't say. I mean, we, we have to address it. <laughs> Uh, it, dying, yes. I would not say it was a tough day Monday at 4 30. Uh, we can get to yeah. the rescheduling, uh, after that. We, we think the I think me and you both think the game should have been played Sunday at one. It would have been better, I think, for you guys. But, um, uh, what do you got for me? I mean, I, I there's a lot here, and I think I should take on the refs, and you shouldn't have to do that. But we can, we can, let's cover the game. Yeah, first. yeah the game. Um, can't spot anybody points. Um, yeah. you know, going to that game. Um, I think we were, was it 21-0 at the end of the first? Um, yeah, so, was, I believe so, yeah. Yeah, and, you know, um, starting the game slow, um, not making them settle for field goals. Uh, I think um, the turnovers were definitely um, a deciding factor and changed, changed the game a little bit. Um, you know, you go down there, it was 14-0. Uh, you, uh, Mason gets picked off um, with the out route, but uh, you know, you get points right there. You kind of settle in. Um, and then we had a chance. Uh, we cut it to one score. Uh, defense didn't get off the field. We let penalties play a factor um, and lack of penalties play a factor. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I, I think um, overall there were some chances we could have had um, and we didn't execute enough to really win that game. Yeah, no, I mean, spotting them 14 points off turnovers, normally if you lose the turnover battle and you lose that, you're going to lose the game. Uh, You know, just all-around tough game. Weather, how was the weather? Was the weather any factor for you? No, the weather was fine. Um, No, weather was fine. What about the snowballs? Uh, Snowballs, um, (laughs) yeah, they, they hit a couple of my teammates. The one I was like, dang, this is ridiculous. They actually, uh, um, hit our our um, team chaplain, um, Pastor Kent uh, Chevalier. Uh, they threw a – I always saw it was a snowball thrown, and it was going. And then Pastor Kent has a bald head, and it landed smack dab on top of his head. <laughs> and I was like, oh. And he turned around, and I was like, next time you just need to say, I rebuke you. <laughs> uh, but, you know, in that moment, I was just uh, – you know, you're not really thinking of that, but uh, – I thought any of those fans should have been, you know, they kept putting it on the screen, you will be thrown out, you will be, uh, lose your tickets. Nothing ever came of it. The fans were still doing the entire time, but, uh, you know, it's just what it is. Yeah, I don't think they were ever getting kicked out. I would say if you got a bald head, maybe wear a hat, right? I mean, it's got to be cold yeah. out there. The wind's got to be blowing. I mean, that thing. I would say, too, though, with the turnovers, it really did seem like that played a big role in it. Now, I'm going to say this, though, too, and this is me saying this. The referee yes. in that game was tragic, okay? And, and if Roger Goodell's got to find somebody, mm-hmm. send it to me. The refereeing was tragic in that game. There are multiple plays in that game. Late in the game, the George Pickett's fourth and five should have been a pass interference. The mm-hmm. I don't even know if it's a block in the back or unnecessary roughness on Joey Porter that got him hurt. Hopefully he's okay. How is that not a block in the back on a th- crucial third down? 
um, multiple missed holdings on the Josh Allen run. And we can also talk, what did you see? Is there a fake slide there or no? Um, you definitely see him slow down to, you know, uh, alert the guy that he was going to slide. But, um, man, I don't know what you're supposed to do as a defender, whether you know it or not. Um, you know, it's like then it's like that happens and then look at the ramifications of it because then Miles Jacks takes takes it in his hands and he's like I have to I have to go for him because he's not giving himself up all the time. So it, it, I, I think we look to protect quarterbacks and we look to do this, but man, um, you're taken away from the game when you do that, and it, uh, it it's mind-blowing the amount of penalties and penalties not thrown um in that game but you hit it right on that you hit, you, you hit the nail um and you were correct in your approach yeah i mean i just look at it, how do you defend a guy like josh allen if he one play he looks like he's going to slide then he breaks <clears throat> off 50 yards and i see some guys to me on the field felt like they thought he was going to slide because i think they pulled up and thought he was going down and then he keeps up and keeps running and then you're right fourth quarter you guys need to stop he slides. Miles Jack is committed. And there's a penalty. Yeah. How can the NFL address this to where I understand we need to protect quarterbacks? I realize this, but there's also got to be a way you got to help the defense out a little bit, right? Well, it's like that. And then you get these quarterbacks that act like they're going out of bounds, but then they skirt up the sideline mm -hmm. and they, they add more yards. But it's like, man, as a quarterback, you should be trying to go get down as soon as possible. If, if, if you're a defenseless player, um, you know, I don't think, you know, we, we look at these quarterbacks like um, they're different from a running back. You don't see any running back sliding. Um, mm -hmm. And if a quarterback, you know, turns on the gears and is running full tilt, he shouldn't be given the clearance to just um, make a decision right then and there to either, you know, trick the ref or trick the team. I think it's it's a load of crap. Yeah, and I mean, Josh Allen's already a hard guy to bring down. Uh, so yeah. now you add in the fact that the refs help that a little bit and also just such an advantage for running quarterbacks. I, I really hope the NFL addresses that. I also think, too, and I understand Josh is more established than Mason. Mason took several shots to the head late, pushed down that I saw multiple calls throughout the weekend that he just was not getting. And I mean, I think they had two total penalties in that game. I, I'm not saying the penalties are why you guys lost. You can't turn it over twice on the road. You can't start out. It was fourteen nothing at the end of the first. You can't do that. Mm -hmm. um, but they, the officiating helped. I don't care what anyone says. The officiating helped take that game to where it was. I know you don't want to hear excuses, but I'm going to say it for you, so mm -hmm. no one can find you. This is Hayden Walsh saying the officiating was tragic in that game. Yeah, it was tragic, but uh, that's your opinion, um, and I support your opinion. <laughs> All right, so let's go after the game. So. Oh. Now, this sure. has been tough for me because I didn't get talked to you directly after the game. And then I read about you are either we're back at this again. You're retiring uh, or you're taking a pay cut. I, can I just ask? And I understand I don't do this. Why, why is the need to ask that question 10 minutes after a playoff loss? I don't know. Um, I could literally talk about the week before where I got asked the same question. And I'm like, Shouldn't my focus be on trying to win a playoff game um, and trying to get to the playoffs? Um, you know, I, I think um, media has a right to ask whatever they want, but I just think 
Um, why would I want to answer a question right after a game? Um, you know, that wouldn't be smart of me to um, jump to any conclusion. Um, you know, I like to look and see where my body's at. I look to look and see um, what I can do. Uh, but, you know, it's it's annoying. It, it, it really is annoying to be asked the same damn question time after time. And it's like, man, like, you know, they make they make comments about what they think's gonna happen when they don't even know what's happening. Um, you know, there were comments made when they were saying I was gonna come back from my injury or when I was gonna come back, and um, you know, these false reports and what they think should happen. Um, you know, it sounds like a bunch of people on the couch just trying to make up a story. Um, you know, I I, I love playing football. I want to play football. Um, but when when can why can't I just decide? Why do you have to keep bringing it up? I literally got asked that right after the game, um, and then the next day it was like, "Have you has your mind changed at all of what's going to happen?" I'm like, "Bro, it wasn't even 24 hours." Um, and then people want to text me, um, which feels very un unprofessional um, because uh, they think they they should have a say so of what should happen or they should get a jump on anything. Um, and that's not just my, my my situation. It's talking about Coach T. It just feels like um, there's a lot of you know, you know, jumping to conclusions or you know this should happen, this should happen, and um, it's not fair to the player or the person going through it. I'm glad you brought up Coach T. I thought you should have had his approach. Just walk off the podium, man. What you did your you did your availability and just walk off the podium. Um, obviously, he I think has announced he's coming back next year, but yeah. I, him and another one receiving those questions at 10 minutes after a loss. I just, it's a very emotional time. The season is over. Any decision you make then is just a, is, is not rational at all. You're, you're just emotionally. Well, it, the more annoying part about it is he's never once said he wanted to retire. Mm -hmm. Um, and it was all about a speculation from another reporter, um, <laughs> because you know, his wife likes LA and all this other crap. Like that's not true reporting. That's just, you know, throwing stuff, throwing stuff out there just to see if it sticks. Um, I wouldn't want to answer any more questions about that either. Like, why do why do we have to continue to keep making up stuff? Um, if he retires, he retires. But like, why is there so much speculation? Why do you need to jump to conclusions? Oh, I know why. Because you just want to sell clicks. Well, it is. It's clicks. I mean, if you look at every show, it feels like there's something about you guys or Tomlin. What's his future? Where's he going? And it's like there's a bunch of openings and he's not he's not available. He has a year left on his contract. And like you said, he's never said anything that he didn't want to be here. He's never even acted in a way that made you think he didn't want to be here to finish out his contract. Right. Yeah. You know, you know we, we I've talked to him multiple times, but I won't share those conversations because those are between me and him. Um, but, you know, we. uh I just hate how like because one guy said one thing that didn't that didn't concern him that it wasn't coming from Mike T's mouth at all that now everybody jumped to conclusions and said oh this is happening oh the, yeah the Steelers are definitely gonna you know look to you know find somebody else it's just it felt very oh I I just I I get tired talking about it because it's just like man. Why, why are we talking about this when you should be focusing on your opponent before the game and then after the game? 
you're not being sensitive or really focusing in on what what was done this year and what what was played in that game. All right, so we're three days out. Are you retiring or no? I'm not retiring. <laughs> I just, you know, like, I, you know, I hate to be blunt about it, but, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm not retiring. And, like, I'm just, like, I would like to get my body healthy. Dude, I just played an entire season on one freaking leg where I could barely run for half of the season. I, you know, um, you know, it was cool to come back and stuff, and I get that. But like, you don't you don't understand what you deal with when you play a full game, and then it's like your body goes into shock and is like, "What the hell did you just try to put me through?" <laughs> like, like my groin, my groin was mad at me the entire season, um, and um, you know, I wanted to be out there. I wanted to be a part of this team. Like, I I I, I bust my butt, rehab, doing everything, um, but. You know, I gotta let things calm down. Um, you know, you know, screw the, screw the people who keep talking about me getting a pay cut. Like, you know, um, I don't plan on just playing one more season, and I'll say that right here. But um, you know, I gotta let my body heal, and I gotta let my body get back to feeling good again. That, that, like, I'm not going through this season doing this stuff again. It's just, um, you know, it's it's not. It's not fair to my body, not feeling my family for me to do what I did this past year and try to do it for multiple seasons. I've never actually asked you this. So, I, you know, do you regret coming back as fast as you did? Now, you pushed it. I mean, me and you had conversations. No. Where you pushed it hard. Uh, but Hayden, basically, you were there. You I was were there. there I was with there. The guy. I was there. We, we laughed at the doctor um, when he said 12 weeks. Um, and, no, there was one um, that said done for the year. Okay. Yeah. There was. Yeah. One where I don't remember who it was, but we you had multiple conversations that night. One yes. said done for the year, one said 12 weeks. You said eight weeks, and I looked at you like you yeah. were nuts. Um, so yeah. no regrets though coming back that fast. No, no. Um, you know, I had to do it. Uh I'm not running from that. Um, but it's not like like injury in my game falling off a cliff are two different things. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, I fully expect when I do play to be playing at a higher level than I played this past year. Mm -hmm. I don't think I'm falling off a cliff yet. Mm -hmm. There's a lot more I can do and a lot more I need to do in this game before I retire. And, um, I'm not ready to, you know, write, write, write the ending just yet. So, um, but like, you know, everybody's had a damn opinion about it. And, you know, I'm, I'm tired of media people making up stuff about how I look dejected after certain things, or I'm, you know, maybe I'm just annoyed at the damn questions sometimes. Also, you don't take losses. Well, you're always dejected yeah. after a loss. Like you yes. never, I've never, if I guess my question is, would they prefer you have been smiling talking about the future? Because that's not how you operate. You know? And then, and uh, then they, it would have been Cam Hayward has. Oh, he didn't know, care. Yeah, he's happy. He's he, just happy he, to be here. He scoffs at the, at the Steelers or something. Like, <laughs> yeah, you know, I, I don't know where I fit into that. And, like, you know, I try to be respectful of everybody, but it just makes no sense. Yeah. All right. Well, let's ask – I'm going to ask you something about what Deontay Johnson said yesterday. He said, I've been knowing yes. how Mason plays since his rookie year. I kind of had high hopes for him doing what he's doing when he became the starter. Hopefully he gets the job next year and <laughs> does what he's got to do. But he did a great job in my opinion. So is that Deontay <laughs> kind of pushing for Mason to be the guy next year? 
I don't know. Um, you know, I look at this and I say, Mason played Mason played a great year. Um, you know, he did some things right when it's time. Um, but we can't play GM. Like, the players have to play. Coach has got to coach. And we'll see where we're at. I, I, I don't like, um, you know, Kenny got hurt. Uh, and, you know, it opened up a window for Mason to play. Mason played well in this time. Um, I don't know what the 2024 uh, – Pittsburgh steel quarterback is going to look like. Um, but we'll see what happens. Um, they got to duke it out. Uh, they got to find out what's going to go on forward. And, uh, you know, I think, you know, there was definitely more passing once Mason got in there. But um, I think, you know, we were still trying to find what this team was going to look like. Um, you lose an OC in the middle of the year, um, you know, um, trying to switch things up. So, um, you know, I think we got to look who's, who's going to be the, who's going to be, um, who's, who's going to do the best, uh, out there and, you know, give our, give the Steelers a chance next year. Well, I think Mason's a free agent. So if you're going to bring him back, you're going to have to resign him. And, and like you said, you don't like to play mm -hmm. GM, but I would at least think, and this is me saying this is not Cam Hayward. There you go. There has to be somewhat of a competition next year if it's going to be the same quarterback room going in there. So, um, yeah. all right. You said you want to be GM, but if you had to pick an OC, do you have anybody you'd like to be OC? Uh, Hayden Walsh. Oh, okay. I listen. No, no I'll, take less money. I'll take less money than anybody just to do the job. Okay. And I, I, no jet uh, sweep, no jet sweeps. I promise. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> you know, you look out there, um, you know, there's a guy like Eric B who's had a lot of success, uh, in Kansas city. Um, you know, a name that's been talked about, not just, with, I'm not just talking with the Steelers. But I'm just talking about offensive coordinators in general. Um, Shane Waldron, um, um, what's his name? Brian Slowick, um, mm -hmm. You know, but you don't you don't know. Um I don't like to play GM, but there's some interesting names out there. Uh we'll see. Um, you know, it's gotta be a guy that's uh gonna be able to get a lot of guys involved um and um lead that group. So, you know, it's gonna be interesting. Well, I think if by the end of the year, there's a lot of talent on that <laughs> offense, right? It's it's yeah. just a matter of getting everybody the ball. And because by the end of the year, to me, the offensive line really picked it up. The two running backs were doing what they do. Georgia Deontay figured it out. I think Pat had a down year, but I think injuries played a role in that too. So a lot of talent there um, that it should be exciting for a new OC to come in there if it isn't the two guys who are doing it right now. Yeah. Yeah. You know, there's a lot of talent there. Um, and um, it's about marrying that all together um, and um, letting that team grow. Um, I mean, letting that that side of the ball grow, um, you know, I think we all see that both sides of the ball have to continue to grow and continue to just keep evolving. Why should you bet with Caesar Sportsbook? Two words, Caesar's rewards. Every bet brings you closer to the type of benefits only Caesars can offer. Hotel stays, VIP experiences, sports and concert tickets, and more. It's not just an app, it's an empire. 21 and over must be physically present in Arizona, Colorado, Illinois, Indiana, Iowa, Kansas, Louisiana, Maryland, Massachusetts, Michigan, Nevada, New Jersey, New York, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Tennessee, Virginia, West Virginia, Wyoming, or Washington, D.C. 
Sports betting is void in Georgia, Hawaii, Utah, and other states where prohibited. No one to stop before you start. Gambling problem? Illinois, Maryland, New Jersey, Ohio, Tennessee, Virginia, West Virginia, Pennsylvania, affiliated with Harris Philadelphia. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem, crisis counseling and referral services can be accessed by calling 1-800-GAMBLER. That's 1-800-426-2537. Or Maryland, visit mdgamblinghelp.org. Or West Virginia, visit 1-800-GAMBLER.net. Arizona, call 1-800-NEXT-STEP. Colorado, D.C., Nevada, Wyoming, Kansas, affiliated with the Kansas Crossing Casino, call 1-800-522-4700. Indiana, call 1-800-9-WITH-IT. Iowa, call 1-800-BETS-OFF. Louisiana, call 1-877-770-STOP. Licensed through the Horseshoe, Bossier City, and Harris, New Orleans. Massachusetts, if you or a loved one is experiencing problems with gambling, please call 1-800-327-5050 or visit gamblinghelplinema.org for 24-7 support. Michigan, call 1-800-270-7117. New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY to 467-369. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, doesn't want to start their day with a fresh hot waffle tonight la quinta tomorrow you shine book direct at lq.com all right let's move on here let's let's no more Steeler talk for right now uh did you watch any football this weekend before your game uh i watched detroit and the rams um I caught a little bit of the Cowboys and uh, the Packers game. Eagles game was tough to catch because we were on the we, – we were in the air as they were playing. Who were you most surprised about, Cowboys or Eagles losing? Uh, I think Cowboys, you know, they had that record and not losing at home all season. Um, you know, I think Jordan Love played a phenomenal game. Um, you know, and I – I think uh, Aaron Jones, um, mm-hmm. man, every time they ran the ball, I felt like, you know, he was running at eight yards a clip. So, mm-hmm. um, you know, but the defense, I, you know, getting those those pick sixes and, um, you know, really stifling that, that offensive group, I, I think that was more surprising than everything. Well, yeah, you're right. Home game. And also the Eagles had really fallen off a cliff by the end of the year. It started off like 11 and one. I think they lost five of their last six or something like that. So they were trending down. Dallas had been playing well, um, but man, Mm. Dallas coming up short again. I saw a thing that said Green Bay has more playoff wins in that building than the Cowboys do. No way. That's yes, that's true. No way. They have more, they have more wins in AT&T stadium than the Cowboys do. Yes, that is true. How is that possible? 
because they never win in the playoffs there. And I think if you think about it, Aaron Rodgers went there and won, and Jordan Love went there and won. By the way, too, oh, yeah. you got to give the Packers some credit, man. I don't know how they've been able to do that at quarterback. Three, I mean, it's like the Steeler coaching. How are you able to do mm-hmm. that when you just draft the successor three straight times? Yeah, you know, um, <clears throat> it's funny because I felt like the last time they had lost was to us, mm-hmm. and then they went on like a big run. Um, but, you know, Jordan Love is is a guy that they've had a lot of faith in, um, and they really didn't bat an eye when they had to trade Aaron Rodgers. They, they kept it moving and um, allowed them to just uh, play a lot better. Um, and, um, I read one thing that said it, it's the OC, the offensive staff felt a lot better having Jordan love than Aaron Rodgers because Aaron Rodgers would check everything and they wouldn't know what was going on. So when they had Jordan love in there, a younger guy, everybody was on the same page and was able to keep moving the ball down the field. And then they could make plays off of plays um, and set up a lot of stuff instead of all the checking, you know, I experienced quarterback. That's true. They have different ways of thinking, but um, you look at what they're doing now. It seems like they, like they have a lot of success. It's inter- interesting. So it's almost like LaFleur has maybe more control with Jordan Love as the quarterback than he did with Rodgers. Mm-hmm. And I'd say exactly. I've watched a game with you where you said you you do like the way LaFleur calls games, correct? Yeah, yeah. yeah um good he's got a nice he's got a nice uh feel for a game. It's like um, you know, he can get run heavy on you, um, show you some different packages, uh, but then he knows how to air out the ball. He knows how to find I really like that Wiley uh pass he had to the tight end. That was that was, you know, pretty game you know, big time play because uh, it kind of just, you know, it broke the camels back in that game. That was the one where the, there was nobody within like 30 yards of him, right? I don't know. Yes. How does that happen on a football field? I don't know. Um, all right. Yeah. We're going to do a little, we're going to do a little look ahead here, divisional rounds. Okay. We're, you're not a gambling man, but if you were, mm-hmm. we're going to put point spreads in here. And I want you to tell me now you've actually played these two teams to start off here. Texans, Ravens, yeah. Ravens, a nine and a half point favorite. How do you see that game breaking down? Um, man, it's going to be interesting. I think, um, Texans are, you know, a young team, but play very, play a lot older. Um, you know, I would give edge to the Ravens offense. Um, I think the one thing when you play the Ravens, we play them a lot, just being the AFC North, um, you're used to, uh, those QB reads and playing a mobile quarterback, like, Lamar um but you know the Texans have a lot of younger guys that man they come at you in waves and um that defense is you know legit they're gonna have to go out there and uh get after Lamar and have those young legs running after him but um you know Baltimore's getting Mark Andrews back they're rested um and so we'll see what happens with uh two weeks off basically defensively, what's the single most important thing when you want to stop Lamar Jackson? Um, I think the, you know, you can't give up easy rushing, rushing lanes to him. Um, you gotta have multiple guys to the ball because he's usually making one guy miss. Um, and then I think, um, when you get the opportunities, you got to catch the picks. Um, Mm. you know, it can't just be, Oh, we bad the ball down. If you're really going to, try and take Lamar out of his game. If you get a chance to catch the ball, you got to catch it. Okay. You got a score prediction for this one? I'll go. 
I'll go 24-21 Wow. Texans cover. Boom. Check it. All right. Next game. Another big spread here. Packers at 49ers. Minus nine and a half. Um, you've played both these teams as well. Green Bay, I think, is a different team now than when you guys played them. But you know how tough San Francisco is to stop. Who you like in this one? You know, when you look at, um, you know, the 49ers offense, they really have a lot of different parts. You got Chris McCaffrey, Debo, uh, George Kittle, and then you got Ayuk. And mm-hmm. so when you have four guys like that, that you can spread the ball around, um, it makes it hard to, de- you know, just center on one guy. Um, but I, I do give the Packers a lot of credit. I think they have a pretty good defense that um, can mix things up. Um I think final score would be 24-18. God, you're calling all these close. I My fear on this one is we've seen Green Bay go out there and just get destroyed time and time again. I, I, I just worry that's not a good matchup. And like you said, man, Ayuk is so underrated. That guy is awesome and never gets any love because yeah. he's on a team with McCaffrey, Debo, Kittle, and all these guys. But he is a stud. And – I think Green Bay loses that game 31-17. I think 49ers roll in that thing. Wow. We'll yeah. take your spread, though. Let, let's go. So you're you're going Packers at that by plus nine and a half. All right, next one. Bucks at Lions. Lions hosting a playoff game for the second straight week. They're six and a half point favorites. You got to be happy for the city of Detroit, man. Yeah. You know, I'm happy for, you know, both teams in a sense. Um, one – I don't think we give Bowles enough credit what he's done in Tampa Bay. Um, you know, everybody's always calling for a seat, and it's just like, man, the dude's, you know, without Tom Brady, he's winning his division. So um, kudos to that. Um, you know, really happy for what Detroit's doing. They got my guy Tyson Alawala there. Um, he's having a chance to continue to move on in the playoffs. But, um, you know, Jared Goff outplayed, um, you know, Matt Stafford this past week, and uh, it was a fun game to watch. Um, I thought both quarterbacks played really good. Um, but, man, Baker is on fire right now, and Baker's making some noise with that group. So um, they took on the Eagles, beat the Eagles. Um, but it, it should be a fun game between those two quarterbacks. All right, who do you like, six and a half? Which way are you leaning? Mm, give me... I think the Bucks win. Win outright. Buck. No, no, let me lie. I'm lying. Lions are gonna win. Um Lions are gonna beat them. <laughs> Lions are gonna win 17-10. Okay, so the Lions are gonna cover. I I tell you though, man, that is a fun matchup. And I'm happy for Bulls too, because we've seen with Belichick, it's not as easy once you lose Brady, man. It isn't. Mm-hmm. Um all right, to yeah. the big one. Chiefs at Bills. Mahomes' first road playoff game, and the Bills are two-and-a-half-point favorites. What do you see? Uh, is, it, is there going to be a, any weather delays? I, I have not checked the weather. I know – I think a, the Sabres game got canceled yesterday, so I think the weather's still bad up there. Oh. Yeah, I think – Oh, oh they didn't get canceled on Saturday. How about that? <laughs> um, you know, I think this game, it's, it's a pick em. Um, it's one of those, uh, whoever has the ball usually is going to win that game last is going to win that game. Um, so I'm looking for, um, you know, I can see Buffalo winning this game. Um, you know, but, uh, it's not going to be easy. It's, I could see the game 
getting decided by one point. It could be, you know, it could be 32-31 uh, Bills. Wow, so you're leaning Buffalo, though. The question is, to the officiating, whose side are they on? Is it Josh Allen or Mahomes? It's going to be a lot tougher this week for them to decide what side they're on. I mean, it's it's tough. You know what I mean? Both of them sell calls anyway. So I know. Well, you know. well, no, both of them, too. Both great players. But I don't think there's ever a play that ends, and they don't look at the ref looking for a flag. If they even get nudged yeah. in the backfield, they're looking for a flag every time. I mean, and they normally get it. Yeah. So I get why they do it. Um, all right, so you're leaning, you're leaning Buffalo there, though. I guess for now. Okay. Oh, well, you can't really change. That's not how this works. We're not going to record again this week. So you're stuck in at Buffalo. We're going to come back and revisit those picks and see how bad you are against the spread. So it's going to be a fun time okay. to see, see if you have a future after uh, your playing career, um, which could yeah. be this year, right? Oh, so you never know. well, you, you know, everybody thinks since I have a podcast anyways, uh, I'm already well, I, on my I will career. say I, I did see that, that this podcast was being used against you as looking ahead. So I apologize yeah. for that. Uh, I apologize. Yeah, I can't just talk football. Wow, cool. No, I like I'm back know. there producing and editing. I, I just don't get it. But okay. Yeah, you are. You're doing it all. You're producing, editing. You're setting up our lights, yeah. our camera. You're doing it all. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to JetsPizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. When does the off-season diet start for you? Because I saw a player set up, and I want to ask you about this first. Um, very soon. <laughs> really? Very soon. Not yes. gonna not gonna allow yourself to binge. Have a little. Have a couple weeks where you kind of let it go, and then you pick it back up. Yeah. After this season, we're about to start very soon. Okay. Well, so DJ Moore said his off-season is. I do don't do no workouts. More said on the St. Brown's Bro podcast. I drink Mountain Dew, smoke cigars, and then when OTAs come, show up, no stretch, and pop off. I don't think thirty-four year old Cam Hayward's doing that anymore, is he? Hell no! That is the dumbest thing I've ever heard. <laughs> like no stretch and pop off. He asking to tear some. Shit. I'm well, sorry for my you, language, that's, but that's how you tore your growing off. Probably if you if you yeah. showed up and popped off, so. Oh my gosh! Uh, you know, hopefully he was kidding. Um, who still drinks Mountain Dew? <laughs> I haven't had it. <laughs> it's, hey, listen, uh, the occasional Mountain Dew is good. I don't care what anyone says. I don't drink them a lot, but the occasional one is great. Okay, whatever you got to say. Um, it is. It's good. At least he's going to OTAs, but uh, no stretch and pop off. That worries me. You never had a teammate though who could just kind of show up and do it. Yeah, I've had teammates that do it, but they still they still freaking stretch. That the, the not stretch is wild to me. Um, but I, you know, there's plenty of guys around the league. I I remember hearing about Calvin Johnson going up to the combine saying he wasn't going to run or anything, and he didn't have cleats. And then uh, someone gave him a pair of cleats, and he just ran uh, his forty time. But um, yeah, that's just wild to me. Well, I think it's an age thing too. Like, how old's DJ Moore? 
I mean, he's 26. Well, of course he can do that at 26. When he's 30, he will not be able to do that. Or the body just does not allow you to do it. 26, he could probably get away with it. 26? I have never thought I don't need to stretch. That's that's how you tear some stuff. I how need about, to look at his injury history. Guy, you're a bigger guy. So I understand you need to definitely be more careful about it. He's an athlete, man. He just runs. He's he's a great athlete. He's going to be fine. Not saying you're not a great athlete. Sorry, that kind of came off me, and I will say that it did. Yeah, screw you. You're I'm a good athlete. athlete. You're at a, you know yeah. what I mean. He's a skill guy. He can get away with this. I'm a skill guy. Big okay. skill. You are. Hey, yeah, the big fundamental, right? like basketball. Um, all right, yeah. I got to think, too, on the Ravens. And I have, to, I have to admit something after I ask you this, but the Ravens eat 30 to 60 Uncrustables daily as a team. What's the most popular snack in the Steeler locker room? Uh, Most popular snack... We have that um man, what's the one popcorn? We have the skinny pop. Uh oh. and every day Alex is Alex Highsmith is just munching on some skinny pop in the back of the room. Uh I'd say other man. Um skinny other pop's snacks, good. Man. Skinny pop's great. Uh yeah, there are a lot of uncrustables. Um I'll have those like every now and then, but 30 to 60 a day is wild. That means everybody is crushing one. And I've never had a peanut butter and jelly sandwich, so I don't really get it. I just, I don't get it. I, they're gross. Jelly, ew. I had a bad experience with peanut butter, so it's not, yeah, I don't get it. I really <laughs> Would you like it. to explain your... Uh, I, there's no need to explain <laughs> the bad experience with peanut butter. It just was a bad experience. Alcohol may have been involved. And yeah, I have not really gone near peanut butter since a whole lot. Was there a dog involved? Uh, no. Moving on. All right. Well, no, there was not a dog involved. No. All right. Let's get a little not just football here. NBA topics. Um, the Clippers yes. introduced the wall, a fan section for their new arena. Fans cannot cheer for opposing teams, cannot wear opponent gear. Tickets can only be resold in Clippers marketplace. A season on the wall ranges from 5000 to 25000 Um, Do you think the Steelers will ever do anything like this? I don't even understand it. <laughs> like they don't want opposing teams coming into their stadium. I mean, you should understand this because the Steelers do this to every opposing team. It, I can understand why you don't want your fan base selling tickets outside of the fan base. LA, it's hard because like the Clippers aren't even like there's two teams in in LA, so they're always dealing with this, you know, uh, another team in their vicinity, um, and. I doubt this lasts. Well, let me say this. In LA, take all the teams there, college included. Where do the Clippers rank? Yes. They like they're like 10th or 12th most important team in that city. I mean, you got Lakers, like, you got Dodgers. I mean, um, Chargers and Rams are higher than them. Chargers and Rams. You got uh USC, USC. You got you UCLA, the Kings. Um, the LA Kings, the hockey team. I mean, I mean, oh, wow. I mean, at this point, the question is who's more important, the Angels. Angels or the or the Clippers? They're both like the same exact team, man. Tucker, Tucker saying the Sparks, by the way, too, are more. <laughs> anyway, Pascal Siakam traded to the Pacers for three first round picks. Grade the trade camp. Give it a C plus. C plus. You clearly looked into this trade, huh? C plus. Yeah, uh, <laughs> you know, you look at this, you look at the trade, and um, I just think 
Actually, give it a B. I'll give it a B for the Pacers. You know, this promotes them and puts them in uh, you know, they have somebody else besides uh Halliburton. Um, um, and I, I think it's it's a, it definitely gives them uh more force going into the playoffs. Uh but uh you know, I don't know what the raps are gonna do from here on out. The thing I'll say though is you gotta be happy for at least Pacer fans. I mean, they're 23 and 17 and they're trying. And I saw somebody say this the other day they're not necessarily a free agent destination, right? So like you got to trade to get acquire the players. And if you figure maybe if Siakam and Halliburton play together and play well, maybe they'll want to stay together, right? What do you mean? Pawnee, Indiana is where everybody wants to go. Oh God. All right. Parks and rec. Um, great show though. Great show. Great show. Um, great show. All right. You're obviously a LeBron guy. So you're rooting for the Lakers. Who would you like to see the Lakers go after uh, at the deadline? Um, they could go Zach Levine. Um, Man, I don't think or he they, helps, though. I don't think he helps. I just – or I, I'd say go get some guys from the Bulls, some other guys from the Bulls. Go get DeMar DeRozan and um, – Man, what's the, why am I blanking on my guy? Oh man, uh, Your guy. the guy who was with the Lakers, the guy who was with the Lakers and plays for the Bulls. Oh, Caruso, uh, is he still there? Caruso, yes, <laughs> go get Caruso. Those two would that'd be a nice little thing right there. I'd say this Caruso and Reeves together, man. That's there you go, man. That's that's quite the backcourt there. <laughs> no comment. <laughs> All right, last thing here. I saw a thing that said Jimmy Butler is trying to create a country album, but he's not. He's got to write two hundred songs before he does it. Would you buy Jimmy Butler's country album? Nah. <laughs> no, I'm good. I'm, I'm buying that. Uh, is it because you're not a country guy, or is it because Jimmy Butler's doing it? I'm not a country guy. Okay. Um, would you buy a Cam Hayward um, classical album? I would probably buy it. Yeah, I mean, I support my friends. I, I would buy it. I download it, listen to it. I support I'd give you my listen. friends. Yeah. What? I mean, I don't know if you're going to be having that many great sales, but if you have five sales, I'll be one of the five sales. Actually, I wouldn't even have a classic album. I think I'd be like one of those DJs, like Metro Boom and DJ Khaled, and oh. I just get people to jump on my songs, and uh, my beats would be fire. I mean, that's genius, in my opinion. The, they they've figured it out. Uh, DJ Collier yes. in particular has figured out he gets gets an all star team to perform a song for him, and then he just yells "We the best," and yes. it seems to work out pretty well for him. So maybe you should do that. You're going to retire this year, so podcasting and producing is what your future looks like. Looks like it. Looking forward to it. And guess what? You have look. You get to look forward to. What's that? The next episode of Not Just Football next week. So we'll see you next week. Like and subscribe. It's been a great episode. See you.